Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm your radio, radio show. I'm your radio, radio Hello and welcome to the Nyler Nine podcast. We are going to be talking about Kanye West. Finally, uh, I am here. It's Nyler Nine, and I'm joined not by Andrea Cleary this week, but by uh, our fellow uh, Nyler Nine compatriot who is uh, sitting opposite me, Luke Sharkey. Hello, how you doing? Thanks Luke, for me on. Luke did uh, the review of the album this week, and uh, we're going to be discussing his thoughts on uh, Jesus is King now that it's finally here. It's it's a real shame Andrea can't be here because she is a huge, has a lot to say about um, Jesus is King, but she's currently at home sick. So that is not going to happen at all in terms of uh, what she's up to uh, this week. So we Get wish her well. We will we'll talk next week maybe about her thoughts on it. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to issue any kind of news and stuff that we normally would do and just really go straight into the Kanye West album. Um, it had finally arrived on Friday after much teasing. But before that, we were talking about Yandy as the album that was going to show up. Um, which was quickly changed. Let's just play a, a quick track from uh, Kanye's album, uh, Jesus King. This is the, the r- true opener, I would say, on the album, uh, Sella. This is, uh, yeah, here's a, a glimpse into the Kanye West world, Jesus is King. God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't got to peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean I'm just focused. I ain't mean I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 833. We the descendants of Abraham. Yeah, you should be made free. John 836. To whom the son said, 
makeup With Judas kiss and makeup Even with the bitter cup Forgave my brothers a drink up Okay, that is a taste of Kanye West's uh, Say Love. Uh, the 11 track album uh, came out on Friday after much delay. I think uh, a lot of people didn't have faith it was actually going to arrive in the and end. There were some big question marks for yeah, sure. Yeah, but then it slowly emerged over the course of the week. Even when we recorded our podcast last Thursday, we were like, oh, it is happening. It is happening. Yeah. And uh, the film was shown in uh, various uh, theaters, um, in cinemas uh, in Blanchestown and Tala, I believe, right? Yeah, I think I'm parnell as well maybe. oh yeah cineworld in parnell and dublin and of course everywhere else around the world um i haven't seen the film yet um but i've heard a bit about it so we talk a bit about that in the context of what is going to happen if you hear a lot of banging in the background that is because it is halloween night in dublin <laughs> and we are in uh, dublin 8 and there's quite a lot of bangers going off is there bangers on this album? We will discuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke, you wrote a review of uh, Jesus is King uh, yesterday on the site. Was that yesterday? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Tuesday. 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 It's been a week. Uh, yeah, so uh, how? give us your thoughts into where this is uh, heading and how you feel about it now in terms of Kanye West's ninth album. Uh, I guess the background for a lot of this is that people would know he's been doing the Sunday service uh, stuff, the gospel. We were all expecting a gospel uh, album based off these series of performances, gospel performances, which seems like they've been turning into a form of church yeah. with uh, Kanye leading a choir and having a pastor on board and all that kind of stuff. So the big thing here is that like Kanye says he has found God and he has changed his life. So... There's a few things about uh, Jesus King we need to note. Uh, number one is that Kanye does no longer curses on this album. This is a curse-free album. Um, and it's a lot about religious awakening. So I guess we were expecting a gospel album. Is it a gospel album? No, I, I don't think so. Not in the sense that most listeners would go in first time expecting. I mean, you hear the first 40 seconds of every hour and it's kind of that hyper sped up with the actual choir, the Sunday service choir are on that. And then once you get into Salah, which you yeah. played, as soon as he does the uh, the three drum hits on the B made free, and yeah. it's like, oh wow, there's going to be drums in this album. Yeah, um, I think that's it, right? You weren't. I think we were all expecting this very much a faithful version of Sunday service kind of performances that we've seen at Coachella, like the live stream yeah. that came through the fisheye. You're like, that's what we're going to get from this album, a live gospel album with Kanye West doing. Um, his gospel thing, I guess, which he's been doing in the last nine months, ten and, months. And I wonder where you would have figured into that because he's not a particularly gifted vocalist. So mm, I was wondering Maybe where, that's why. Yeah. So it turns out there will be, according to him himself and uh, his interview with uh, Zayn Lowe last week, um, he says, Jesus is Born is the other album that's going to come that's going to be more like this and it's going to arrive on Christmas Day, apparently. Um, so... I guess there's been a lot going on in the world of Kanye in terms of most recently, you know, we were expecting an album called Yandy earlier this year yeah. or last year, this time last year, and then it never arrived. He was visiting Africa. He was talking about, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been very testing of anyone who's interested in Kanye West. You're talking about the MAGA hat yeah. and his support of Trump. All that kind of stuff. His comment on that uh, civil rights movements and slavery. Yeah, he has been through a lot. So the uh, like the outbursts on TMZ, um, the many uh, blundering statements he's made on social media and otherwise in interviews, the uh, mental health issues that he's been dealing with, an opioid addiction that he's revealed as well. His 
wife got robbed in Paris at a gunpoint. Yes. The death of his mother most recently as well. Uh, and just amongst all of that, a lot of press scrutiny and fan scrutiny as well. So you can't really blame uh, somebody like Kanye West for trying to find um, some solace in and some peace in uh, religion. Um, certainly somebody, uh, a celebrity is a crazy thing to be involved in. It is a, a strange world to exist in. So I don't feel, I feel like you can't really blame him for um, finding some higher power that is, is, seems to have helped him in some way. But the question is, has he changed and does he have anything to say about his relationship with God on this album? I think he definitely seems more at peace in this album than he has, especially in Ye. And The Life of Pablo was also very, very erratic. Um, but I think as if as to say whether he's at a permanent peace or he's really changed or done a 180, I'm not particularly sold on that idea. There's still a lot of the old Kanye in this album and it does clash with that new Kanye. Like he's still happy to talk about um, tax, the tax office looking for 50 plus percent of the pie He's still happy to talk about himself as like in such a great light, you know, a uh, lot of Jesus comparisons in the album. It's not a humble gospel album. No. But certainly he's not lashing out. He doesn't sound as erratic or as scatty as he has in his past couple okay. of years. It's probably worth noting that, you know, this isn't something that's brand new to Kanye West's music. Obviously, we've had the likes of Jesus Walks before, plenty of references to God and Jesus and Faith in his previous albums, one of his best songs, Ultralight Beam, is essentially a a, a prayer hymn, essentially, exactly. with Chance, the rapper, also using some of that idea of, uh, you know, faith and lifting yourself up and has a gospel part to it. But this is a clean break in terms of uh, the sensibilities and the fact that he was he he says you know I'm not going to curse anymore. I'm a changed man. I'm done. I'm in service to God. He's my higher power. As I said in the previous iteration of of Kanye West's brain, it was I am a god. Yes. He was a god. That's what he's. But he is still you know it's very hard to disentangle what um, Kanye is or says he is compared to. Uh, just focus on his music because when he does these interviews, they're two hour rambling um, and they're not always absolutely incoherent, but there's a lot of things being addressed, you know, and the things that are addressed in his music aren't necessarily things that are addressed in his uh, interviews, which, you know, talking about his fashion and clothing line. And then he's apparently building, uh, you know, he's, he has a farm. That's yeah, what he's 3000 acres. In yeah. So that's what he's focusing on a lot. Um, in terms of the music, though, I guess that's what we have to really talk about. I mean, he has talked about, talking about whether Kanye West has changed, we can focus on the music, but there are contextual statements that he's made in the last week that's meant, that suggests his faith in God has been, he has suggested his faith in God has been rewarded with financial success. And it's, and that's obviously, then that flies right in the face of the idea of it being a real gospel born again, you know, yeah. because, you know, Jesus was the one who walked into the, mer and flipped over all the merchants' tables in the temple, and he's still a very money-centered artist and individual, publicly and in his music. But in doing the kind of religious gospel um, angle with his music, that also, making statements like that and talking about the IRS, it's kind of a troublesome statement because it aligns him more closely with a TV religious evangelist who's looking for your cash yeah. and talking about, you know, I mean, this is all in service to God. Yeah. But, you know, it's not that easy. And it, it's it's another example of, you know, Kanye here trying to use his faith as 
something larger, but it's not really reflecting in a positive light on him. No. Let's get into a bit of the album then. Um, first of all, on a, in a very basic statement, um, do you think it is a good album? I do. I think it's a, a strong album from Kanye, one of the stronger ones he's had over the last couple of years. I think there are, I think there are a couple of really highlight standout tracks, which I'm sure we're going to get into. I think where it's flawed, and I think a lot of what Kanye has been doing artistically over the past few years has been with deep flaws, is it doesn't have a massive cohesion of sound throughout. Thematically, God, and of course Kanye, who is always at the center of his own work, is there. And it, thematically, it does make sense. But I'm talking about music and from a production point of view, a few of the songs and the sounds that he reaches for sound kind of disparate, like they're from different parts of his career. And I think what would be disappointing for me is that there's not a new sound, particularly that I feel that he's reaching for on the new album. Are we expecting too much in that though? You know, you can't, ex can you expect an artist to reinvent himself? He does call himself the greatest human of all time. Greatest human artist of all time, right? And, and unquestionably. The greatest <laughs> unquestionably, artist. yes. There is no question here. Um, yeah, that's another thing he said in the last week and you're like, oh man, just fucking shut up. Yeah, like, yeah. like, just stop saying this shit. I mean, you know, you can't be humble and service to God and then talk about how you're the greatest ever um, human artist that existed. I am glad he only does one or two interviews a year. Yeah, thankfully. I mean, he was there was a time where he wasn't doing any. Um, so that was maybe better. <laughs> I don't know. It's still fascinating to hear him, though. I mean, you know, there was a lot of questions about his mental health in the last few years, and I think he's in a better place now, maybe. But and I think his fate has probably helped him in that regard. Definitely. Um. But okay, for me, this is a very patchy album. It isn't something that I find is works cohesively. What brings it together is the faith and the gospel and uh, the word of the Lord and the God and the uh, God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff. It gives it a thematic uh, through line throughout the whole thing that means it ties it together. But my major problem with this album is that it, a lot of these songs just sound like they're not finished. They sound like they just trail off. They're short. They're they've got one verse they one verse in the course and then they disappear there's a one of the tracks on it um which is let me figure out which one oh water which is a, a song that you've you didn't really enjoy i don't enjoy it all i find i find the arrangement and the beat just really plain, see i like i like boring. the vocals and that the chorus and and the way that's done but like there's a lot of what he's doing here in terms of you know uh by the he's the second by the second verse he's just like random randomly mumbling words and it doesn't it loses all emotional impact because yeah. it's like what is he talking about and even in his is what well, a second verse that's the third verse but a second verse he's talking like Jesus flow through us Jesus heal the bruises Jesus clean the music Jesus please use us and there's a lot I guess my problem here is that it's great that Kanye has found God uh, again and has found a new purpose but we're not hearing why how what impact it having his life he's just kind of reciting things from that he's heard or learned from the bible or old gospel songs that he's he's uh, sampled or things like that he's just kind of he's kind of like almost trying to impress the christian uh, community with some of this stuff it yep. feels like and he does actually address that at some point he's talking about um in one of the tracks which i'll just figure out now hands on um, is it maybe it's um Oh, and use this gospel, uh, which we'll talk about probably. Uh, what have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge it, judge me, make it feel like nobody loved me. 
Um, and again, he's bringing it back to himself. He's like, For sure. here's how they will relate to this because they don't believe I'm I'm really doing this. And I think my problem with it is like, there's absolutely no nuance in terms of what he's talking about here in terms of uh, how has the Bible teaching helped him? Um, and I think the impact that this finding God had on his life or as a person, as an artist, would have been the most interesting angle for this album to really get deep into. Yeah. And like, if he'd really gone down that rabbit hole of like, this is how this has changed me from who I used to be to who I am. Yeah, but I don't think he's ready for that yet. So I don't think this... Even... Is it too early? Is it too Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument. If he only started this in May or whatever it was, like actually decided he was going to release this album. Yeah. And he's, you know, again, we're at the stage where he's like about to release the album and he's fixing the production on a few tracks. But it's been that way since Pablo. Yeah, but there's a fine line between uh, hurried and spontaneity. And I, I feel like you know, you've got to give yourself some time. I do appreciate like that last year when we had those albums with himself and Kitsy Ghost and Pusha and Nas and uh, Tiana Taylor, you know, there was something nice about that uh, quick release that, you know, kind of hit you in a different way than most albums would because you're like seven tracks, short, like an EP, easily digestible. This is a not that much longer than any of those. It's 11 no, tracks, 27 only minutes. Tw- yeah, 27 minutes, yeah. I think the longest track on it is about three and a half minutes, I think. Um, and it's just a lot of the songs just seem to peter out and just like disappear. It like ended with like a little scatty ad lib, like uh, yeah. where he says like Chick-fil-A on close, for, close on Sunday or something because there's no songwriting in the actual close to close out the song right yeah like there's that. nothing there and i think for kanye and what keeps me interested in him is his abilities as a producer and his abilities as a producer is almost unparalleled in terms of being able to draw out that high emotion and universality in music there's not a lot on this that uh resonates beyond the circle of kanye west no really because he's talking about himself a lot so if the bible's teaching are teachings are universal Kanye West on Jesus King is absolutely not he's just spouting off you know you know talking about Bible naming out Bible verses you know it's like the John 3 16 thing you're just like people who do that don't aren't actually they're just signposting to something that they think you should know about or whatever but it's like it's such a cliche as well it's like somebody who's just learned uh to you know understood the Bible and it's just like quoting you know, biblical references. How much of it do you think that he liked the fact that it was "Yea shall be made free," like that yeah. it was his name or his nickname in it? Like that, that must have been a oh, big yeah, draw. Oh yeah, he, for he said that in the week before. I was why, and that's what got me really worried about this album in the first place. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. this is gonna be a narcissistic uh, gospel album, which is the first. He's talking to John eight three three, John eight three six, and you're like, okay, that's fine, but like you know, just saying that is a reference. I mean, I'm maybe. You know, it, in terms of engaged art, it doesn't really work on no. that level. It's kind of like, okay, if somebody is interested in doing what Kanye is doing in their last few, uh, couple of years and uh, or exploring um, th- their fate and he's giving them like verses to start with or whatever, that could be seen as that. But in terms of universal, this, like this is Kanye West. This is one of the biggest artists on the planet. Um, so I think I'm struggling with this album because like I really, really enjoy some of this music. Um, and I enjoy some of the vibe of the thing. You know, we're talking about the third track on the album, uh, which Follow is... Follow God. Follow God. It is the most old school thing happening on it. Um, let's play a bit of it, actually. Uh, he's the most... It's kind of almost tinny on it and uh, kind of unusual in a way to hear Kanye like this again. Here we go. This is uh, Follow God. Stretch my hands to 
life like This is what your life like Try to live the life right People really know you push your buttons like Type right This is like a movie But it's really very lifelike Every single night right Every single fight right I was looking at the gram And I don't even like lights I was screaming at my daddy Told me it ain't Christ like I was screaming at the referee Just like Mike Looking for a bright light Seagull what your life like Riding on a white bike Feeling like a sight bike Pressing on a gas Just a quick flavor of that track uh, Follow God from Jesus King to give you an idea it's a most it's, it's very old school track for it him is. you know and I originally my I went immediately in my head to Dilla because I know Dilla was a big inspiration for Kanye yeah, but then you yeah. mentioned Mad Lib and that beat actually reminds me a lot of uh, No More Parties in LA yeah yeah that kind of Mad Lib beat there really really good but again it, it's like something he was doing 10 years ago or something yeah more, which I don't more. have a problem with but you know there's a lot of callbacks on this album like it ends in a Yeezy scream that whole track and it's only one minute 45 seconds long yeah so it quickly loses focus after one long verse and then just kind of like I don't know where to go with this so he just finishes it's like a, it's like a stream of consciousness sort of thought almost yeah so let's talk about um close on sunday which initially i thought was going to be the best song on the album when it started and i was like oh this is interesting i'm interested in this so let's have a quick listen to the like about 20 seconds of it on sunday you my chick-fil-a close on sunday you my chick-fil-a hold the selfies put the gram away get your family Y'all hold hands and pray When you got daughters Always keep them safe Watch out for vipers Don't let them indoctrinate Okay, just to give you, like, that is the, the Chick-fil-A line is, like, it's so clunk, bad. It's a clunker. It's, it's an absolute clunker. But there's things, parts of this song that make sense, like this part here. You know, in terms of production, Stand up for my home. those kind of bleeping synths are really cool. Classic Kanye almost to be yeah. able to f- dig those out, and there's loads of touches on the album that are like that. That he just has moments that are great, like just great. Yeah, and that's what keeps me coming back to it. Even though I find it's like, what is this? It's like it does feel like a demo dump almost. Sometimes it does. You know, you're like, what is? What are we getting here? And I wonder how much of this album is leftovers from Yandy versus new material he's been working on since his conversion. Yeah, and it does come across like that because. For me, Kanye West has always been about the albums. I mean, he has some singles that he's associated with that are massive. Jesus Walks, Power, um, you know, Stronger. But for me, he's always been a great album writer and always been Mm. really able to write strong, compelling, thematically cohesive albums. And not a lot of hip-hop artists do that. But I think the last couple of albums, and especially this one, they just feel kind of all over the place. They don't have a single identifiable sound. There's nothing very consistent about the release. Mm. It does seem very scatty and all over the place. And there are like, we can pick a handful of really good songs from it and some great moments in songs, but it just doesn't, when you put it all together, it's like you said, it's almost like a like demo dump, like a collection of ideas in a file and a laptop or something. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I think in terms of, uh, there's one song we should just talk about first because it, it is clearly the best song on it. Absolutely. Right? Um, and that is Use This Gospel featuring, which manages to bring back Clips, who uh, could not be brought deal. back. Like they were uh, offered millions for a reunion tour. Yeah. It's a big deal. But not only that, in true Kanye fashion, he was like, who can I get to provide the sax hook on this? None other than Kenny G. So let's play a bit of uh, Use This Gospel. Use this gospel for protection 
It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. King of the kingdom, our demons are trembling. Holy angels defending. In the Father, we put our faith. Be the greatest in my bed under covers when undercovers had raided. My presence is happy belated, fashionably late. I'm just glad that you made it. The best is yet to come. I'm just glad that you waited. There you go. Maybe you heard a bit of push your tea there on uh, use this gospel. This song is clearly the best thing on it. By Absolutely. Far. It is the most complete track. It is probably the longest, almost track, I'd say. Uh, three minutes 30. Uh, it has got. You talked about how it Kanye has drawn back to his previous work. Certainly for this one, I'm hearing uh, my beautiful dark twist, twisted fantasy straight away. Congratulations for getting the adjective order right there. That's a really str- that's a tough one. Did I get it right? I think I, so. I yeah. get it wrong all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. I think even the the melody, like the hook that you hear constantly played in the background, is so of that era. Yeah. Um, when he was doing power and stuff like that and the reliance on using layering and auto-tuning layers of vocals in the background to make your melody as opposed to playing it on an instrument that's just very of that time yeah and the fact that there is a the Kenny G by the time you get through two really good verses from um, uh, clips as in Malice formerly Malice now No Malice and Pusha T you get this Really genuinely uplifting, beautiful moment, which is a lot of what I find the best gospel music finds hits on that kind of almost heavenly chorus kind of stuff where you get those special moments, uh, like the joy yeah. of of uh, using music to celebrate something. So um, by that, <laughs> I literally mean this part from Kenny G. Again, that is just uh, an example of Kanye West as his artistry being so strong and being able to bring somebody like Kenny G, who is considered this kind of laughable and who would take the piss out of himself in terms yeah. of his music. And the fact that he was this like soft 80s jazz saxophonist that was absolutely everywhere and looks ridiculous with his long hair and like waistcoats and stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, to, it's a brave move. And that's something that Kanye is often able to do but a lot of his brave moves recently have been in the public sphere in interviews and, and his statements he's been doing yeah exactly so it was nice to hear something like this it was like oh this is surprising this is actually really good um, i think only a producer like kanye would be able to take that kind of setup and make it the absolute best song on the album hands down and yeah. i just I, i'll just love that moment where the 
the sax cuts out and the beat comes in and from when we were talking earlier about like the sort of impact that the sort of finding god might have had on him like that is the feeling or i suppose a feeling of being inspired maybe by some sort of divine creator like if that's what he's trying to get across yeah that is the most effective moment in which and that happens and jesus is king much yeah. more so than re rehearsing bible references and yeah. lines i mean literally the last track on the album let's just talk about lyrics for a bit because you know the last track on the album is this that should have been the end. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> and, we both agree that. And like everybody in Ireland, particularly, will recognise the um, the lyrics from the closing track, um, uh, "Jesus is Lord," which is "Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord." Um, you know, um, it's a song you used to sing when you were in Christian school. Yeah. Um, but it's just like it's just a whimper of a song that just kind of finishes, and then you're like, "What? Where? Why, why did we finish with that?" Yeah, it, it, it feels like almost it. Uh, he puts it in there not because he feels it's the best music to be in there, but because it tries to get across the uh, evangel evangelical message of the album. Yeah, do you know, absolutely. Speaking of lyrics, yeah, how long or how much do you think Pusha T struggled with writing a verse without cocaine in it? For <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. I'd it's say. been a while it's since Pusha wrote a verse like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Pusha. I mean, and then and then, you know, his brothers obviously has been a reformed man, and that he talks about that a bit in his lyrics. But like, you can hear the bangers going off there in the background. I'm sure. Um, yeah. In terms of the lyrics, I think you know. He does address in talk in terms of like whether people will believe that he has changed uh, in use this gospel, particularly to to sing of change. You think I'm joking to praise his name. You ask when I'm smoking. Yes, I understand your reluctancy. Yeah, but I have your crest. You see, don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. So that kind of stuff is like, OK, I can it's, I don't mind that at all. Um, it is it does make sense. Um, but as again, it's bringing it back to Kanye. He's like here's what i here's i want, don't want you to judge me but like you want, you need to support me in what i'm doing um there's also a fair few people on the album like fred hammond is a michigan gospel uh artist and he shows up on hands on which is another track i actually quite enjoyed i, I think those three tracks in uh, a row there well the two anyway God is... Um, you quite like God is, yeah. I think so. Well, yeah, but it, again, it runs out of tarmac. It runs out of focus. It doesn't it's, it's know where really it's going. It's a sweet idea that he just repeats and repeats and repeats and yeah. uh, peters out. The sample is from Reverend James Cleveland, who is one of, uh, probably the most, one of the most well-known like gospel singers and uh, often, and had that kind of transcendentary, that's not a word, is it? Transcendental, transcendental, yeah, the one. um, kind of gospel music, and often sampled. I remember Brian, you know, a couple of years ago, talking about uh, uh, a James Cleveland track and hearing and going, "Wow, that's fucking amazing!" Like yeah. it really is something special. Um, there was an interesting podcast actually from the New York Times. If you're interested in more uh, content about Jesus King from a gospel perspective, gospel community perspective, how is this being perceived? Now, I'm not. In chiefly concerned with what the Christian uh, community think of of Jesus King, I'm more interested in what how this fits into Kanye West's discovery and popular music at large because he is a pop music artist in terms of he's one of the biggest rappers in the world, he's one of the biggest artists in the world. People are pouring sure. over what he's doing. He's the only artist that could have 2019 be talking about gospel music. Yeah, I mean, like, there's chance as well. You know, there are artists who do this, but I think, I don't think he's quite nailed it the way he wishes he could. No. And I think maybe if he, 
And I, what's interesting is that like people in the last week have been like, oh, I'm not into this. I'll wait till he like basically ditches God again. And it's like, he, that's ye of little faith. Yeah. <laughs> ye of little, little faith. faith. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like you can't just assume he's going, it's a phase, you know? It is, it is a very almost cynical attitude of like, oh, this is just a moment for Kanye. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the same. I mean, it's cynical. There are cynical, he's done cynical things in the past. And, you know, I think if people have compared him to like Snoop, the way Snoop was like, I'm Snoop Lion now and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I think he's trying uh, to do something, but it doesn't quite work in terms of lyrics at all. Uh, you know, I actually enjoyed On God a fair bit, even though it's like he does talk about himself being the greatest artist resting or alive. Um, yeah. And I do enjoy the kind of raps he does on this. So that that's on LA Reed, that's on Clive, that's on Jive, that's on God. Yeah. Obviously, record Jive Records. I, I loved the, I it, uh, I can't be out here dancing with the stars line. It made me, yeah. made me laugh, like in a, in a good way, not in a oh, Kanye way, but like, a, oh, wow, that's really clever. Yeah. So he's saying basically, uh, I can't be out dancing with the stars. I don't want my family to starve. The thing is, his wife, Kim Kardashian, was on Dancing in the Stars oh, in 2008. She? So that could also be read as a uh, as a kind of a backhanded criticism of of her, you know. It's like, why? Like, I'm not going to go and dance on the stairs. My wife did that. Stay. Oh my her. god! Like, so there's a bit of that as well in it. And you talked about earlier on in your in your review actually about you know the screaming at the chauffeur line, and now it has like I'm not I'm not crit- what is it I'm not. And he's like, uh, I, I I'm not mean. I'm just focused. Yeah. Again, you know, he makes it hard to. Uh, um, sympathize with him or empathize with him in, and, in many ways and it, it, that's where it comes across as so fake when he tries to paint himself as a as like a victim of like make him feel like nobody love me like the yeah, christians are like, gonna judge me you're like here you are you, calling yourself the greatest artist alive and in the same album you're saying oh, very oh. insecure for the greatest artist alive and, yeah well and, i mean most artists are insecure for sure and that's I, fine i do I, feel though like i understand where he's coming from in a way in that Obviously, Kanye has always gone through phases of alienating his fan base and then, you know, you know, uh, make everybody hate you once they love you. And that's been a man, his thing he said before on his tracks. But we are at a point now, I feel like, where we've hit critical. People are very apathetic toward the Kanye situation yeah. um, at large, not just like sort of the music following here in Ireland, but just on Twitter worldwide. There does seem to be a collective sense of like, even his fans, maybe just like getting a bit. I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah, maybe. Um, how do you feel about being name checked on the album? <laughs> well, I'm in the book of Luke. Is the book of Luke? It. Yeah, well, I wrote that a long you know, time ago. That was a lifetime ago. Love God and our neighbor has written in Luke, the army of God, and we are the truth. There's a lot of lines like that in the album, which you're just like, okay, God is king, we are the soldiers. You're like, okay, you're on board, but tell us, give us some nuance here, give us some shade to this like rhetoric. What is the reasoning behind this? How does this make you feel? Why is this helping your life? Give us more than just the simple surface level. Uh, God is great. You know, I want yeah, more than that. I want more than sure. that. And I hope we will get there at some point if that is where this is going. Because is but do you, this is a question I'm dying to ask you because you, you mentioned earlier, where does this fit into Kanye West's greater discography? Is um, this a new chapter in Kanye's career or is this just to follow up from, say, like, The Life of Pablo, which was the last album that was definitely a new chapter in his career. Um, I think time uh, time will tell. I mean, it really depends on what comes next. Yeah. If there is a, it could be, yeah, it could be end up being a, you know, his gospel period. And then he just like, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. He doesn't seem like a, a man who's going to stay the course in terms of 
what he's done. He likes to change. He likes to shift. I mean, he's talked about in that Zane Lowe article of going back and George Lucasing all of his previous work to remove that the curses and stuff. I mean, he could do it though. That is really. He's the kind. Of, he's one of the only artists that would actually do that. I yeah. mean, we've talked about like the only other artist I re- recently was um, that indie guy uh, who recorded the album in his bedroom, then went back and re-recorded and released it last year. Car seat headrest. Car seat headrest. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so it's very rare for somebody to do that, and, and Taylor Swift has obviously been talking about doing this recently but because she's out of contract or she wants to uh, own the copyright of her songs. So she's like, I'm just going to re-record all the songs I own. Well, I don't, I don't mind if he re-records them as long as he doesn't go back and sort of do a job where he fiddles with the Spotify files for the actual albums as they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is going to be I'm a Fix Wolves for 10 years. Yeah, or like if he just goes back and changes My Dark Twist Beautiful Fantasy, it would be like horrific. Yeah. Horrific, horrific. Thankfully, I own that album on vinyl, so uh, although I have to say the vinyl record sounds like the worst vinyl I own. Oh, the, there's the, something like the pressing. Like, yeah, the, I think it's actually like they it's like they put the, the there's always different masters for different um, formats. And it feels like the the format, the mastering that was made for like digital files was just put on a on a record. And you're like, this Nasty. sounds terrible. Nasty. Like there's yeah. no low end on it or anything like that. It's completely different. Anyway, I digress. Um, is is this album is coming out on vinyl as well? Presumably, blue vinyl. Well, that's the cover. Yeah, seen as it is the cover. If I'm Universal sure want to send us a copy, we love that. Yeah. So, oh look, we haven't seen. So both of us haven't seen the film yet, uh, even though we've been trying. So, um, what I've heard about it is that it's a lot more less Kanye focused, more gospel choir focused than anything else. So it seems to be setting up more the uh, Sunday service idea it's about that yeah. as opposed to this album so the film is what is it 39 minutes long or something like that you said yeah it's yeah. it's roughly it's not too much longer than the actual album yeah so we don't really know much about it we haven't seen it yet um there was only shown it over one weekend um and so we didn't get a chance to go in the end so uh it'd be interesting to see what that is actually like and whether that contextualizes um, the album in some capacity or whether it contextualizes where he's at in some way, do you know? Yeah, because um, it's hard to get a sense of it when he actually, this is the opposite for what what is the case for most people. When he actually talks, it's hard to get a sense of where he's at. Yeah. Because he just says, he goes, he connects dots that, you know, that don't exist. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think overall, like, how do you feel about this? I mean, what is the general reaction to this album being out in the wild? The general reaction has been, it's bad. It's been pretty slated. A lot of the reviews I've seen have been really, really bad. The Guardian gave it two stars. Um, I think Enemy, like the, the Pitchfork gave it the lowest ever Kanye review, yeah. I believe. Um, the Needle Drop gave it a four out of ten. So it, the Needle Drop's never been nice to Kanye West, but... The review has been less than favorable. I've seen a few hip hop pod- podcasts call it trash. That was a headline today. A famous hip hop podcaster called it trash. Um, so, is anyone calling it a classic or not necessarily a classic? I don't think it's a classic. No one is calling it a classic. But are people are there people here who are enjoying it other than worshippers who uh, Christian worshippers who are just happy he's in their stable now? Which is also another thing that apparently, you know, according to that New York Times podcast, people are distrustful of somebody like Kanye coming into their world. Yeah, of course. Of he course could his past be. and some yeah, of his, yeah, he's had yeah. some very, very racy songs before. Like he's not a, 
maybe a hard sell mm. for like a sure like your rust belt your bible belt uh evangelical christian kanye west would be a hard hard sell yeah um i i do enjoy the album i do enjoy it you do um, i think from my perspective what i enjoy is like his artistry as a producer yeah. and his abilities to capture those moments those great moments that not everyone can do and and really many people try and they can very rarely get to that level and he has that ability whether it's through himself or his team or the production team that he puts around himself um i think there's enough great moments here to keep you interested but lyrically it's all over the place it is um, the the songs feel like they're unfinished they don't feel like they're they don't have that spontaneity that he's probably going for um so it is an interesting thing and it is look it's fascinating to explore um something like this because we don't use we don't have these kind of big characters in music anymore and he's one of our last one he's one of the last like larger than life sort of pop culture figures i'd say that's true yeah who, who is still relevant today yeah yeah but my question is how many more kanye releases of six or seven song albums that are feel like sketches that aren't finished that are delayed release, then release, the same old story. How many more of those albums are we going to go through before the standard for what we expect of a Kanye West album falls and therefore the interest and the draw to his music and production falters with that? Yeah, I think uh, he's got to be careful how he approaches the next couple of years, whether not even talking lyrically, but exactly like that in terms of release schedule and release strategies and how he actually addresses and releases his music. He's going to piss a lot of people off if yeah. he keeps doing this. I mean, I liked it last year. Like You liked it last year as well, the, the good music rollout. I thought it was a great idea. It was like yeah. seven albums or five albums in seven weeks. And it, it was cool. They were all short seven songs. Yeah. And it was cool for what it was. And But I didn't expect another Kanye album the year after. Like, I didn't come out of those five records and be like, oh, I want another one next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You'd rather somebody like go away for a while and maybe spend some time, you know, as he was talking about, we both listened to that Zane Lowe interview. There's the most awkward pause in, when he's asked a question about whether he needed to actually get that fourth house uh, yeah. in order to provide for his family. Oh my God. And we, we, we actually had to check the stream and make sure it was still up because yeah. it was like. I could feel sweat on the back of my neck start. I could, <laughs> like I wasn't even in Zane Lowe's position. I could feel like, oh my God, that must be a terrifying moment. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought Zane Lowe did a good job on that to follow his lead in terms of like, Kanye can be a person who jumps from thought to thought. I guess there's another thing that, you know, there's like this other thing. This is how evangelical he gets in his fate is something that I think the other thing that it contextualizes these things in terms of how we think about Jesus King is that, you know, only a year ago, Kanye West served as creative director for the first ever Pornhub Awards. Yes. You know, it's a, quick, as a, it's a quick way. It's a quick change. Yeah, he was dressed as a bottle of sparkling water, wasn't he? Yeah. At the time. Yeah, I think so. And then obviously he had that song with uh, I, I Love Pump. It. With El Pump. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, it's not been that long. Which so, is still one of his worst songs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely awful. The one he did with Rihanna and, and Paul McCartney is up there as well. That was a really bad <laughs> oh, track. Oh, we forgot about that one. Four or five seconds. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So uh, let me finish asking you what your favorite Kanye West album is and why. Um, my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy. My beautiful dark, twisted. My uh, <laughs> I MB, never, MB. That's how um, I remember. Is, is uh, definitely my favorite Kanye album. One of my all-time favorites. I think it um, is his my favorite album. Of his and as well. I think the Anyways. reason why it is perfect pop production. It is perfect melodies and the production. It is great. He brought an all-star cast and made this great conceptual 
larger than life hip hop album that kind of superseded genre, and it just it it, it was a real opus album. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to leave it there. Is there anything we want to finish uh, with in terms of? I, oh, yeah, I would say mine is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy as well. Also, when I heard 808s and Heartbreaks, I was like, wow, okay, this guy has something else going on. So I still feel uh, that album is quite special, although it hasn't um, probably aged as well as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. But it was big at the time because of what it did for hip hop. Yeah. And it also, like, it just reintroduced autotune into yeah. the world, <laughs> I, you know, which is still there yeah. now, even now. Um, will we play a bit of hands-on just to close out this chapter yeah, of absolutely. Jesus is King and we'll maybe Dre can tell us what she thinks of the album uh, next week uh, this is hands-on for Kanye West cut out all the lights see the light gap pulled over see the brights what you doing on the street at night? Wonder if they gonna read your rights. 13th Amendment, three strikes. Made a left when I should have made a right. Told God last time on life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. Told the devil when I see him on sight. I've been working for you my whole life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been working for you my whole life. Nothing worse than a hypocrite. Change he ain't really different. All right, that was Kanye West. Thanks, Kanye and Jesus is King. Uh, we'll be back um, soon with our well next week probably with our regular format with the tracks of the week program, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. A lot going on. We our t-shirts are for sale, Luke. They're for sale. They're in the office right here. You can buy them on nylonon.com and the shop for slash shop. You can get a nice uh, Dublin City Beastie Boys referencing t-shirt of a uh, high quality. There, there. Um, and uh, what else is going on? Well, we've got a, a series of gigs coming up um, that we're announcing next week in terms of the acts. But uh, there's a new venue on Stevens Green called Well, um, a nice big high basement uh, place, which you may know from a previous life as Dandelion. We are putting on three nights of music there on Thursdays in November as well. Uh, 14th, the 21st and the 28th. Um, they are... Uh, they will feature some uh, brand new and emerging artists as well as some names you will be we will know from uh, following Nine Nine. Acts we love and acts, acts we, we support and acts we think are going to put on great shows. So we'll be announcing that next week. That is called Fresh Mode. You can check that out. Also, we've got Future Proof on the 14th as well with Gemma Dunleavy and Sebastian Plano and more. And then we've been on in December and much more news to come on, gigs and stuff. Uh, the Patreon as well. If you are looking to buy a t-shirt, we are giving uh, discounts to anyone who signs up to our Patreon Plus as well. tons of deadly playlists for access to content. Exactly. Loads of exactly. to be on there. Loads of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we're going to be back next week. Uh, we were going to do Tracks of the Week, but we decided it's Halloween night. We're going to go and be amongst the bangers and uh, enjoy ourselves and uh, we'll be back next week with more chat about new music and you can subscribe on all the podcast platforms we're gonna leave you with no track this week <laughs> because it doesn't make sense no to fade play out, a track. Yeah. no fade out exactly so we're just gonna leave it there thanks very much i've been niall and you've been luke thank you so much for having me all right talk to you next week
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 